one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 46. And I want to read a passage of scripture here, verse 10. Um, King James reads a little differently. I want to kind of quote from the King James, but I'm going to read it from the New American Standard. Um, uh, It says, be still. That's what the King James says, right? Verse 10. But New American says, cease striving, striving. But the King James says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. I want to talk about this morning, be still. Amen. I'm not too busy for God. Tell your neighbor, be still. I'm not too busy for God. Many of us here today may be struggling with the idea of being still. We've heard that phrase many a times over and over again. Be still. We live in a society that's full of noise, busyness. Amen. Uh, The noise is so loud, it's so difficult to hear God's voice. Amen. I, I know that what you're doing is important because it's important to you. But as I reflected last week and I said to my wife, I said, man, when we die, none, my schedule wouldn't matter. What I'm doing in this moment wouldn't matter because it's all over now. And many of us in the name of busyness, amen. We leave one situation to go to another situation, to start over again, to repeat the same situation from the last situation. Do I have anybody? Our bodies and our brains are constantly moving to keep up with our schedules and our responsibilities and our goals and our hopes, but we must take time To find out what God wants for your life. And I believe that the only way that we can do that is if we learn to be still. The writer of this psalm understands, amen, it's a sequence of songs. This song was written to the choir director. Amen. It's a song that was sung, the sons of Korah, songs that glorifies God. Uh, When God seems far away, the psalmist would sing a song to God, back to God, speaking to God, and telling God, How awesome he is. I believe that the only way that we can come to recognize who God really is. 
is if we stop, amen, and if we stop purposely, amen, and come to learn how to, one, communicate with God. Number two, how to worship God. Number three, how to glorify God. Can I ask you a question? Are you too busy for God? Do I have anybody? You see, you see in verse one, he says, God is our refuge and strength. A very what? Present help in times of trouble. He says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Change will come in your life. He says, though the mountain may slip in the heart of the sea, he says, God is my refuge. God is my shelter. God is my surety. God is my sense of hope in the midst of anything that I'm going through. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You're busy. You're busy. You're busy. You got a lot going on. Your schedule is so packed with everything, but God is nowhere on the agenda. Do I have anybody? You've chosen the option of online church. Come on, somebody. And God says, I get you. I got you. But be careful that you don't slip into the sea. Do I have anybody? We have to realize something. That, that if we're going to learn and we must learn how to, I think it's something we need to practice. We have to practice being still and stop taking matters in our own hands just because things happen doesn't, listen, give God an opportunity to work on your behalf. Tell your neighbor, be still. Am I too busy for God? Look what the text says. The text says in verse 10, he says, look what he says. He says, cease strifing or King James, be still. See, you stru- your struggle may have been brought on by you because you refuse to be still. And maybe you're using your busyness to not face the things that you need to face with God. So you jump to new opportunities. And you jump to new people and you got new friends and you trying to move from this place to that place. But he says, be still. First thing I want to encourage you to do is that we must learn how to let things go and relax. Somebody here, you need to know how to relax. You are always on the edge. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You can tell when a person's relaxed. Can I tell you something? We cannot really be effective if we don't learn how to relax. Amen. Look, look, look what it says. The context says because God is in control, we shouldn't panic. See what I'm saying? We're panicking. Watch this. Watch it. We often panic because we're constantly on the edge, and God says, You to you and I today. It's time to relax. Relaxed. You know what that means? That means to have, it's called RMA. A relaxed mental attitude. When I say relax, I'm talking about going to the beach. 
I'm talking about having a relaxed mental attitude because it shows faith. Be still in his presence. Some of you go to pray to God and you keep talking. You don't sit there and listen. And if you were to really listen, you will learn, watch this, to let things, what? Go. Tell you never let things, you got to let some things go. You, you can't be so serious about everything. You can't be so uptight all the time. Amen. Because when you know who's in control, then you realize, listen, I'm going to let go and I'm going to let God. Why? Because I'm learning. Tell your neighbor, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Tell your neighbor, I'm learning. I'm learning to let go. Just let it go. Listen, your mind is moving. And don't add no caffeine with that. That's why you... Some of... Some of us are using the, that excuse to smoke weed and drink because I'm stressed out. I need to relax. Well, let me tell you something. If you learn how to rest in God, if you learn how to, how to let God be your uh, sedative, come on somebody, let God medicate you. Let God give you a high that you never had before. I wish I had somebody. God can do that for you. If you learn... To be still. Look what he says next. He says, he says, be still and know. And know. I'm just stop right there at the no part. In order for you to be still, here's the next thing. Here's something that we have to learn to do. You ready? We must learn to spend time becoming acquainted with God. He says, be still and know. That, that word know means to become acquainted with. So, so when I was thinking about this, I said, Lord, what, what are you saying? You're saying that, that that word means observation. Can I ask you a question? Do you know how God operates with you? Do you know how he deals with you? Do you know how he talks to you? Do, watch this. Do you know how he cares for you? But with the noise. Some of us are so earthly bound, we ain't no spiritually good. What is it? Our minds are locked in on the news. Our mind is not locked in on the things that's going on in our lives. But I want to tell somebody here today, you must spend time becoming what? Acquainted with God. The more time you spend in his presence, the better you will be acquainted with his voice. We are, when we're in the storms of life, watch this, and the business of life is when we lose the sensitivity to the voice of God. One of the things I learned about sound, listen to me real good. You see, to a trained person, they know what they're listening for. Amen, amen. But a person like me who's not musically inclined or tone inclined, right? 
everything sounds good. <laughs> Amen. It's like being colorblind. But the one thing about a trained musician, come on, help me somebody, or, or a technician who's trained for sound, they know what they're listening to. They, they, they know something that you don't know, but they are professionals, and so they make it where you can appreciate their professionalism because they've been trained to listen. May I ask you a question? Are your ears in tune with God to hear his voice saying to you, child, I got you. Child, we're going to make it through this. Listen, it may be bad right now, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Become better acquainted with God. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, be still and know that I am who? God. Here's my next point. You ready? We must believe that he is who he says he is. See, I can't. Listen, the reason I can sit still while I'm being beaten up. When the devil shoots whatever he shoots at me. When folk are funny. When friends are few. Amen. When people get fickled and come on somebody and people stab you in the back. Watch this. The reason I can stand still is because I know God. And he is who he says he is. Who is he? He's Alpha and Omega. He's El Ilyon. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Nisi. Come on, somebody. He's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's my joy giver. Come on, somebody. He is not a cosmic bellboy. He's not a god or a genie in a bottle. He is the creator of the universe. And when you know him, you, you don't have to worry about nothing. You don't have to trip. You don't have to fall apart. You can trust and believe that God is going to bring you through whatever you're going through. He's king. He's judge. He's my savior. And when you know him, you know he is who God, watch this, when God says who he is, you could take that to the bank. There's some people who believe they're something, but they're nothing. Come on, somebody. They're not what they're telling you they are. Uh, I'm trying to help you with something. Listen, they're not. Don't you believe that lie? They told you they were for you. But where are they now? Come on, somebody. Come on, baby. We'll be together forever. They ain't here now. But God is who he says he is, and that's the beauty of being still. He says, let me remind you again that I am who? God. A lot of people say they believe in God, but they don't live like they know God. Come on, somebody. And in our business, we forget, we take matters into our own hands, and we start acting like we're God. But being still means you do, doesn't mean you do nothing. It means that you let God do what he does and then you do what you do. And that is to pray, to praise, and to proceed. Do I have anybody? He said, be still and know I'm God. 
Be still and know that I am what? I am God. I am who? I'm Il Ilyon. I am God. He says, look what he says next. He says, I will. That's an emphatic statement. That, that, that's an imperative right there. In other words, God is saying, listen, you can do whatever you want to do. And whether you exalt me or not, whether you give me glory, the rocks will give me glory. If you won't cry out, then the rocks will cry out. If you won't give me glory, I will get a little child to give me glory. If you won't give me glory, I'll take the crackhead and I will save him and I will transform him. And I'm going to show you that I will get glory. He says, I will be exalted among the nations. That word nations means a people, a tribe. Watch this. The next thing is, next thing you got to know. You ready? Write this down. This is important because some of you, you, you're not still because this is what your problem is. We must put God before people. Man, listen, I learned that valuable lesson this week. Oh, man, God rested me this week. He said, man, don't you, who you trust? And every person that I try to rely on, they let me down. This week, I'm talking about, in situations. And then right then and there, the Lord showed me something. Don't you put your trust in people. Don't you, no, no, listen, listen, listen. I want, I want to show you how that works now, okay? All right. So, so what I'm saying is not that you don't trust people like that. But what I am saying is don't you be at the mercy of people for what you're asking God for. You follow me? It's because if God's going to give you something, you got to put your trust. Stop putting all your reliance on people. And some of us were putting people, you're putting your husband before God. You're putting your wife before God, your children before God, your job before God, the company before God. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will. So let me tell you what the I will means. It's going to happen. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. It's going to happen. Tell you it's going to happen. Whether you participate or not. You see, the children of Israel realized something. When they, went to, when, when they went to Babylon, they had no choice. That was gonna happen. God kept telling them, it's gonna happen. They're like, man, hey, shoot, I ain't worried about God, man. God, shoot, pastor just talking a bunch of nothing. Oh, let's rewind the tape right. Noah said, it's gonna rain. He preached the same message for a long time. Did it rain? It did rain. It did. Whatever. Here's the one thing you have to remember. Whatever God says going to happen, it's going to happen. But don't be so contemporary in your thinking where you don't think that the word is not true. Are you with me? Look what he said. Watch what he said. People will distract you from God. 
And people will distract you from being still. You follow me? Watch this. Watch this. That's part of this verse. He says, watch this. He says, I will be exalted where? In the nations. And I will be exalted where? In the earth. Now write this down. For real. You ready? You ready for this one? We must put God before things. You hear me? God is not going to be in competition with your job, your opportunity, your whatever you're trying to do. God ain't going to be in competition with that. He says, I will be exalted above the nations and above the what? The earth. So we cannot put God before things. The business of life leaves us promoting our agenda. Self, stuff. May I ask you a question? Did God get the glory from the last thing you did? Did you do it for his name? The busyness of life can come to, watch this, from the accumulation of things. When we put things before God, it's hard to be still. Because then you're trying to keep the things that you put before God. But if God was the one that gave you those things, you wouldn't have no problem keeping those things because it was all for his glory anyhow. And he would keep providing for you and you will get, he says he will give to you in your sleep. You don't have to work three jobs to keep it. If God is exalted over everything. Popcorn pops due to an explosion of moisture. Every kernel of popcorn has moisture in it. When you put popcorn in the microwave, the microwave heats up the moisture, creating steam. When steam rises inside the shell of the popcorn, it presses against the shell until the shell can withstand the pressure anymore. So it pops open, it splits open the shell. What once was a small, hard little object has now increased in size and become soft and fluffy. In fact, when popcorn pops, it's hard to even find the shell. The old outward appearance is now dominated by The inward characteristics. God has seated deep down in your soul something that's ready to respond to the right environment. When the Holy Spirit begins to cook your divine nature so that the stem of your new life begins to rise and press through your outer shell called your body you begin to pop 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 you begin to look different you begin to talk different you begin to act different but you gotta sit still in his presence i got a question for you today are you too busy for god amen 
God bless you all. And now you have an opportunity. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, we want to pray for you. Amen. If you need to get back, I don't know what it's going to take, man. But you got to be still. Slow it down. Pay attention. Because God has something for your life. Amen. You just got to line yourself.